the heart of the Carolinas. A breath of fresh air. A voice of reason. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And happy Friday. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. And good to have everyone back together today. We had a special broadcast on Newstalk 1110 WBT out at the Mallow Creek Barbecue, which is always a great time right here in town. Good to have everybody in the Carolinas back together on both stations, 106.3 WORD, reconnecting. A lot to talk about today, including a very interesting faith-focused Friday. You ever hear people talk about, this is what's going on with my spiritual journey? Well, Steve Crosby takes aim at that phrase and challenges us. Maybe we need to describe what's going on with us in different terms. I've got to tell you, this has been very convicting for me. And I think this is probably one of the most faith, most important Faith Focus Friday segments that I'll be sharing today. It's that important. It's extraordinary because... I've had a number of conversations with people about it just this week. And it was very timely for a couple of people I talk with. It's like, would you repeat that again? <laughs> One was just uh, two days ago. Good friend of mine. In fact, it's a pastor I was talking with. He was like, repeat that line again. We will get to it a little bit later on in this broadcast. Do you get frustrated like I do to see the bad guys win over and over again? You see, and you know, and one of the things I find really intriguing, I was thinking about some of the shows that I've watched. You ever know, notice how with Hollywood, you can even be made to celebrate rogues. Anti-heroes. You notice how this happens with entertainment? Unfortunately, there's not a lot of celebration for the things that really matter. When we see injustice. When we see people who just do evil things over and over getting away with it. When we see deception on massive scales of people who... Just lie and deceive when their goal is really to control rather than to liberate. This is why I have such a passion to see, and I'm not shy about this, so many of my black brothers and sisters begin to experience freedom from the Democrat plantation, because that's exactly what it is. It's a plantation. It's the, you know, it's really funny how people talk about voter suppression. I'm disgusted by the suppression of thought, of alternative thought, that is so predominant in the black community. But I'm glad to report to you, this... Total control by the Democrat Party. It seems to be cracking. I hope we see a manifestation of this a week from Tuesday, election night. And I hope it is 
very clear election night. You know, one of the things I would pray is that election night would be so overwhelmingly a rout of these demonic Democrat people. And when I'm, t- I want to be very clear what I'm saying here. If you're a Democrat, I'm not calling you demonic. If you're one of these people who is into deception, control, undermining our freedoms, our constitution, our values, subversion of parents, that's what I'm talking about. But I hope there is such a route that takes place a week from Tuesday that there's no counting for five days, six days. I just hope it's so overwhelming that these things are settled on that night. (laughs) I mean, there may be more counting to do in places like Pennsylvania. Did I see that they have like hundreds of thousands of votes already in? And you remember some of these areas, they had votes continuing after election night. My hope and prayer is it's not going to matter. It's going to be such a rout. And I'm not saying it's not worth counting, but I'm saying the counting is not going to change the numbers. That people will reject the destructive policies of this administration. It'll be so profound. It'll be evident. Just evident. There's a great piece by John Nolte. He's one of my favorite writers over at Breitbart. He covers a lot of media issues. I want you to listen to this very carefully. Those of you, and especially those of you who are people of color, and you're conservative, and you have such a burden to see, first off, your family members, your friends, to be liberated from socialism, Marxism, Hatred, bitterness, grievance. You're going to be encouraged by this. This is a piece John Nolte is called 21% of black voters support GOP lights out donkeys. <laughs> Referring to the Democrat Party. I'm telling you folks, if these kind of numbers are evident on election night, this is going to be ugly. For the Democrat Party. And I hope it is. Get a load of this. This is not from some right-wing conservative outlet. The far-left USA Today reports, listen to this. 40% of Hispanics, 21% of blacks are backing the Republican Party. Did you hear what I just said? 40% of Hispanics, 21% of blacks backing the Republican Party. USA Today continues, the issue of inflation, the feeling the White House hasn't done enough to address it, is helping Republicans score significant inroads among Hispanic and black voters. Both demographic groups Democrats have long relied on for support. For context, back in 2020, former President Trump earned 12% of the black vote, 32% of the Hispanic vote. If the USA Today numbers prove true on election night, it's lights out 
for the Democrat Party as a national party. Even if the GOP gains 15 to 18 percent of the black vote, it's a game changer. In the generic vote, voters have switched preferences since the last time the USA Today polled this question in July. Today, the Republican Party is up by four points, 49-45. In July, they were down four points, 44-40. Overall, the GOP has increased its support by nine points, up to 49% from 40, and gained eight points on the Democrat Party. So what's going on with black voters? Why the surge in support for... Republicans. We're going to talk about this and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, over on the text line, this texter saying it's going to be an overwhelming red wave if we have professional poll watchers to maintain the vote integrity. We certainly hope we have vote integrity. I was telling you about this piece by John Nolte. 21% of black voters support the GOP. He's saying lights out donkeys. 40% of Hispanics, 21% of blacks backing the Republican Party. And again, this is not a right-wing source. This is USA Today. John goes on, it's a lot more than just the economy, stupid. What I see is a cultural awakening driven by the Democrat Party's shift to the extreme left and an open rebellion against the Democrat Party driven by black Americans. Let's start with the economy. No longer can Democrats blame the failure of their cities where large numbers of black Americans live on anyone else. These cities are catastrophes of economic ruin, crime, riots, homelessness, blight, decay, lousy schools and mismanagement. And these are predominantly black cities that have been run exclusively by Democrats for decades. The corporate media can no longer hide the truth of this half-century failure. Over and over and over again, new media points to these Democrat-run cities. Democrats have no response, because there is no response. They run these cities unopposed, and have run them into the ground. All the old arguments, blaming white people and Republicans for the plight of urban America, they just don't hold up. Under the cold light of the facts... No Republican stands in the way of Democrats implementing their policies in these cities... And these cities are a disaster. Then there's the Democrat Party's open embrace of the demonic transsexual agenda. A largely Christian black population does not want the horrors Democrats are pushing, which is gay porn in schools, the permanent mutilation of their children through puberty blockers, chemical castration and sex change operations. It's also Democrats who want to defund the police, end bail and open the prisons. Who do these policies affect the most? The black Americans who live in these failed Democrat-run cities. Finally, the corporate media no longer have monopoly on the news and have largely discredited themselves through a series of debunked hoaxes. (laughs) I love these. You ready for these? Fetterman is fine hoax. If you had any doubt about that one, that one got blown up this week, didn't it? 
Russia collusion hoax. Hands up, don't shoot hoax. Jussie Smollett hoax. Covington KKK kids hoax. Very fine people hoax. Seven-hour gap hoax. Global warming hoax. Russian bounties hoax. Trump trashes troops hoax. Policemen killed at mostly peaceful January 6 protest hoax. Rittenhouse hoax. Eating while black hoax. Border agents whipping illegals hoax. NASCAR noose hoax. By losing their monopoly on power, the corporate media can no longer silence black Americans who are not only in open rebellion against the Democrat Party, but looking to lead a rebellion. As much as the Democrat Party and the corporate media try to destroy these people, as Uncle Tom's or crazy or even black-white supremacists, that one is a classic, isn't it? It no longer works. Because these people have their own platforms and the truth on their side. Democrats are in a tough spot of their own making. They cannot lose the fascists on the far left. Groomers, child predators, deviant exhibitionists are now the Democrat base. For it was the Democrats who chose to embrace and normalize them. The Democrat Party was the party of the working class. Now it's the party of allowing men to play in women's sports, allowing men into women's locker rooms, sexualizing your children, emptying prisons, opening the border, aborting black babies, closing schools, forced vaccinations, record inflation. And the worst economy since Jimmy Carter was president. If the Democrat Party loses even 20% of the black vote, it's doomed. But holding on to the trans Nazis means losing Hispanic and black voters. So, ha ha. <laughs> John Nolte, I love his writing. And he's right on the money. There's an awakening. I've long thought the values, and this is, and, and I just want to remind you folks, I grew up in a home with parents who were Democrats. And I remember the conversation I had with my dad several years ago when he called me up and he said, we've changed. We've changed our party registration to Republican. See, one of the reasons I know I knew my parents were conservative all of their lives. They lived their lives conservatively. Their voting for years was out of sync with who they really were. And I think the same is true now. And as people see how extreme and crazy and kooky all of this stuff is, they're going to turn away. They're going to continue to turn away. I'm not down with that. Over on the text line, black Americans have been relegated to political obscurity because not enough of us vote. Vince, how can we change that? Just keep doing what you do. Have conversations with your family, your friends, and I... I know for a fact, my parents, they listen to the show every single day, every single day. And they came to realize 
There's nothing wrong with being conservative. They saw a different face. They heard a different voice. And because of that, I, I'm convinced there are millions more out there. If they can get beyond seeing these old, crusty, idiot Republicans and actually have people who engage them and relate to them, I think there are going to be many more. In the upstate. Good job today. God bless you, my friend. Vince, do you think blacks and Hispanics will be more active participants in the election process or just blend in with a silent majority? They're already very, very active participants out there. It's great to see all of these new voices. This the past, just the past few years. It's wonderful. Vince, Democrat cities are dumps. Their constituents still vote for them year after year while ignorantly blaming the federal government or neighboring states. It is crazy, isn't it? What I find fascinating is how we as black people love to revert back to past history as far as slavery, discrimination, as being reasons why we can't... Why we can't get ahead today. No one wants to talk about the party that's been behind racism all along. The Democrat Party that so many black people continue to vote for today. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Much more as we continue the broadcast. A great victory on the subject of freedom of religion. And it's beyond America's shores. That much more as we continue. Back of the Vince Coakley radio program over on the text line. Love this comment from a friend of mine, very recent conservative convert. The problem is we've long identified with our parents' party of choice or what our educators wanted us to believe rather than observe and act as we see what is reality. Love your show. Thank you very much. Vince, maybe black and Hispanic Americans are tired of being told they're victims. Yep. And yet we have the ongoing detractor, who I'm still waiting to call into the show so we can have a conversation. And I'm serious. I'd love to meet you and talk to you and find out. Um, and, and honestly, even as I read your text, I'm praying for you. And I don't mind boldly saying that I'm praying for you. Because something is really disturbing. I'll share his text. The misinformation you spew to the idiots who listen to you on a regular basis, astounds me. I turn you on once a week, once or twice a week, to hear the news or the traffic or the weather and give you a couple of minutes every week. I'm I'm just like, wow. If ever there was a horrible human being on this earth, it is Vince Coakley the clown. Really? This is really sad. And we have this person. Come on, man. You're preaching to the choir. You don't ever have anybody to oppose your position. Hey. You call in. I'd love to hear your position. This person, citing one of our great thinkers, black thinkers, Thomas Sowell. Absolutely love Thomas Sowell. I, when I see him speak, 
I just it it just stirs my heart. It really does. Warms my heart. Here is a black thinker. More people need to hear what he's saying. Vincent enjoyed your broadcast from the Mallet Creek Barbecue yesterday. A 90-year tradition. People volunteering, good food, traditional families, fellowship, donations to great causes. What could be better? Sounds like another great target for destruction by the left. And they will never succeed, I'll tell you, if that ever happens. Love wins. It will win, ultimately. Love wins. Can you say again who that was you were reading? Well, his name is John Nolte, one of the writers on Breitbart. I need to have John on this program sometime. Uh, John is a great writer. And this piece, 21% of black voters support the GOP lights out donkeys. Read it, share it. (laughs) It's really good stuff. If you'd like to join the conversation, even if you disagree with the host, I encourage you to call in. Seriously, I do. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. It is 71307. And I'm serious what I said about contrary views. They are welcome here. We can have a conversation. What's really interesting to me, and I, this is not everybody, but so many times the people who are detractors sometimes will call in and try to take over the program and just yell. That don't work here. Just want to make that very clear. Let's go out to a call from Tom out of the wonderful Gaston County. <laughs> Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Vince. And I do listen to your show, and I enjoy your commentary. But um, what I wanted to say is uh, you or I or anybody else can't lump Democrats or Republicans all in the same pot. For example, I am a Democrat and a lawyer Democrat, but I believe that uh, things like abortion is wrong, whereas Mm -hmm. a platform of Democrats may say this is their platform. I think people may have a title of Republican or Democrat, but they vote independently when they go in that private vote booth mm-hmm. for themselves. What, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't doubt that at all. And and more so, this seems to be happening. And, and, and I hope you've taken it to heart. I assume you've been listening for some time that I make this distinction all the time. I warn people, please do not broad brush people, because I do think there are a lot of Democrats out there with our values And they don't realize that we share values. And the other thing I'd like to do is sometimes we need to blow up these freaking labels. Absolutely. Because sometimes, sometimes they are meaningless. Um, That's that's my whole point, Vince. That's why I enjoy your show. You seem to be fair, and I honestly believe that you are a true conservative. I don't know what I'm a conservative, middle of the road or what, but I, I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe in a lot of this transgender stuff and stuff and things like that, whereas a party might. I, I, I agree with you 100%. We just can't brought British folk. And my last point is this, and I don't mean a bit of harm to Herschel Walker, but he's Republican. I'm a Democrat, but 
even if I was a Republican. I'm going to be honest with you, with this craziness and all this abortion stuff that he's talking against and he's participating in and trying to cover up, I, I wouldn't vote for him even if I was a Republican. But at the same time, there are people who are Democrats that I wouldn't vote for. So I'm glad you, you see like I see. We just don't brush, brush people. Thank you. Tom, uh, Tom, and hold on a moment, because uh, see, this is one of the the things I'd like there to be more pushing back from people on these candidates. This is part of what bothers me, is the passive following of people. Right. You know, I, I, I'd like to see people speak back and say, hey, listen, I love you to death, but you need to get your freaking house in order. Um, I, I just want to tell you, Tom, and, I, and this is an opportunity just to mention this, I've sent uh, a message out to Christian Walker. And I would love to connect with and talk with that family. I really would. Because my heart is, I'm burdened for that family. You know, I, I see hurt. I see pain. When I see that video, when I look again at some of those videos from Christian Walker talking about this whole thing with his dad, yes, politics is important. You know what's more important than that? Family relationships yeah. and i wouldn't it be a wonderful testimony and this i speak to every person who names the name of christ wouldn't it be wonderful to see that family restored to see the that bond of that relationship restored and for herschel walker to freaking come clean about all of this stuff put aside the politics for a few minutes and be a freaking human being this is part of what this is what's wrong get let's get beyond the politics and be humans learn how to be good human beings first because if we're not that first i don't care what you're going to try to build it ain't going to last ain't going to last i'm with you thank you vince i i I, i'm with you and i'll just continue listening to your show you keep on being fair like you are and god bless you and thank you for tom I want you to hold on the line, line, by the way, so we can get some information for you. Love to connect. And I, this, folks, this is a passion of mine, and it's stirred even, even more so. This whole thing about humanity, we're losing it, folks, to politics. And, and those of us on the conservative side, if there's anybody that's going to fix it, it's got to be conservatives. The, the left is not going to fix this. They are out to destroy humanity. That's what's happening. Stay with us. Over on the text line, Vince, you're one of the few people with a microphone who uses critical thoughts. Keep fighting the good fight. Well, thank you. That's really one of the highest compliments that you could pay me call in for what so you can hang up on us like you do tony sean and everybody else who's black everyone else who's black like the color we just had i told you i'll repeat what i said before you call and you're just yelling and screaming i'm not gonna just put that on the air and allow you to continue filibustering Vince, center-left Democrats have been eviscerated by the Obama-Biden Marxist Democrats of today. Look at Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah, they're they're ugly toward her. She's Benedict Arnold. (laughs) Yep. 
Abortion thing with Herschel Walker? What thing? There have been two anonymous allegations. I can't take them seriously. I see them as nothing but hit pieces. Uh, it's a good opportunity for you for me to share with you what Christian Walker posted. Let me find this. I really uh, there's so much wisdom in this. This is why I love Christian Walker. He's real. Here's what he put out on a tweet. A note to Republicans and Democrats. You're not being smeared if you actually did whatever you're being accused of. Idiots. That's so Christian Walker, too. And he's right. If you did it. See, and what bothers me, these new accusations, they follow the same pattern. Now, there's a texture here. And there may be some wisdom in what he's communicating. Vince Herschel can come clean after the dirty power grab trick is defeated. Your insistence Herschel come clean now would hand an important position to the worst the left has to offer. Can we compromise? Can we accept the honesty speech after the votes have been counted? <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> That's actually not Jeff saying that. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> this, can we... <laughs> See, and I'm telling you, I don't see this. I think this can be redeemed. I think this can be a positive to come clean in a way that that Warnock's not going to come clean because he's got all kinds of domestic issues as well that he's been denying. (laughs) Vince, I grew up in a strong Democratic household. Ronald Reagan's policies changed both the wife and my ideas to change the Republicans. It's a no-brainer. Wake up, America. Vince, it was just on Father's Day where Christian Walker made a public post about his father being the greatest father in the world. It's a little coincidental. Just before midterms, he comes out with this. Um, I think the guy's been bottling this up for quite some time. I think he loves his dad to death. He's conflicted. Wouldn't you be conflicted? You know your 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 dad has cheated on your mom and mistreated you and your mom? And you're going to be paraded out. You've gone out to try to publicly support your dad, and then he keeps lying? Bring some real evidence? Like what, a check? A signed check? After he said he never heard of this woman before? See, this is the problem. The problem is he lied about what we do know is truth. And then he gives, well, it wasn't for an abortion. I mean, I I just, I have trouble believing this. I just really do. His account. I very quickly want to get to good stuff. Because I told you there's another promising story. How about this one? Scottish judge finds venue for barring contentious American evangelist Franklin Graham. The Observer reports on this. Evangelist Franklin Graham has scored another freedom of religion win across the pond. A judge in Glasgow, this is in Scotland, slapped a $111,000 verdict against a city-owned venue for canceling a Graham outreach event. This was planned as part of his 2020 tour of the United Kingdom. The venue discriminated against the Charlotte-based Billy Graham Evangelistic Association because of Graham's religious beliefs. Sheriff John McCormick ruled Monday on this. This is pretty significant. Here is the ruling. 
No evidence for potential for slurs. The association sued owner, the arena owner, Scottish Event Campus Limited, for the money the association put into Graham's planned appearance. The association and the arena agreed on terms of Graham's appearance well before the beginning of the COVID pandemic, according to the judge's ruling. In his ruling, the judge describes Graham as a contentious American evangelist whose comments about members of the LGBT community had drawn scorn. Other cities also canceled stops on Graham's tour of Great Britain that year. Regardless, oh, are you ready to sing and dance? Regardless, people have a right to express their religious beliefs as guaranteed under the United Kingdom's Equity Act 2010. The concern is expressed that there is the potential for Mr. Graham to make homophobic and Islamophobic comics. I found no evidence to that effect. Judge ruled elected Glasgow officials blasted Graham for past remarks about the LGBT community while conveniently ignoring contrary comments also made by Franklin Graham, bowed to public pressure, spurred on and whipped up by political leaders online, the judge wrote, preserving religious freedom. Graham saying he's grateful to God for this decision. Amen. Folks, this is across the pond. We celebrate with the folks across the pond in this wonderful decision. Freedom hangs on by a thread for another day. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcasts. Hmm. Let's start with this text, because I think this is a good one. Hmm. This text is in response to something I shared in the previous hour. Vince, I think humanity holds people up to a higher human spirit. Politics are the reality of the human spirit. Sort of mutually exclusive. Work on the only person you can change, yourself. Life is hard enough. Don't take on the guilt of humanity. You pray for us, we pray for you. Have a peaceful weekend. Thank you. And I do appreciate your prayers. And I want to make it very clear here. I find myself increasingly... At a place where I'm, uh, I am less of a mindset of trying to, quote, save the world or save America. Just trying to live my life. I just want to make that very clear. Hopefully I'm getting better at that. Let's very quickly get to Transformation Tuesday because there's a lot that we want to get to before the end of the broadcast. What am I talking about? Transformation Tuesday, Faith Focus Friday. My week is just all over the map. Just saying. Faith Focus Friday. I have a... I've got to tell you, this post probably has impacted me so much this week. I told you I've had several conversations, but more importantly... When I read this, I did some real soul searching. 
just thinking about my own language and my own experience. I'm asking you to listen very closely to this, especially those of you who are within the realm of Christendom, making a profession of being a Christ follower. I want you to listen to this post because it is dynamite. It's very convicting. It was very convicting for me. Here it is. Sometimes folks use the word journey to describe their extraction from a bad spiritual history into something hopefully health, healthier and redemptive. I get it. I don't want to fuss over word usage. Change is often necessary. Boundaries to prevent abuse from malignant narcissists, spiritual and otherwise, are necessary. Yet I know too many people for whom their journey's end has just made them more spiritually narcissistic and self-centered. Ouch. If the goal of my journey is nothing but my personal satisfaction in where I've arrived, it is a wasted trip. Let me repeat that again. If the goal of my journey is nothing but my personal satisfaction in where I've arrived, it's been a wasted trip. A spirit-led journey cannot consist of non-spirit values, and a child can understand what those values are. The spirit is not a nebulous force for my personal enlightenment and enjoyment. The spirit is wed to the cross. That's why I think mission is a better term than journey. Mission keeps us centered in the ethic and purpose of Jesus. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. That's the journey. Our journey must be cruciform. If it is not, it will inevitably end in spiritual conceit and delusion. It's not all about me and my personal spiritual needs and satisfactions. Ouch. It's about laying down your life. It's not about personal satisfaction. I've lamented this for years, how one of the most depressing places for me to go many times was a Christian bookstore to see all of the self-centered, me-centered materials that are offered with a thin veneer of Bible verses. All they do is they promote what I've said to you before and George Barnett confirms is American religious syncretism. We've just added Jesus to all of our other idols. I'm also reminded, I was just thinking of this this morning, one of my favorite phrases from Paul is how he talks about how he was willing to spend and be spent. That'll pack a punch, won't it? This was about him laying down his life and serving others. It was not about self-satisfaction and how he feels about himself. This is what, in many cases, what things have turned into in the Christian realm. It really is. I said to you, 
that I'm freshly convicted on this myself. I want to extract this word journey out of my language. If for no other reason to speak to myself, to remember it's about mission. Everything is ultimately about mission. I'm not here for me. And when we recognize that, it makes a big difference in how we engage. Huge difference. <laughs> I love what he said. A spirit-led journey cannot consist of non-spirit values, and a child can understand what those values are. <laughs> the spirit is not a nebulous force for my personal enlightenment and enjoyment. The spirit is wed to the cross. Mission, better term than journey. Love to get your thoughts. How does this hit you? A lot of news to cover today. One of the big stories, Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, injured after a person broke into the couple's home in San Francisco, violently assaulted him. This story is bizarre. A man by the name of Drew Hamill The spokesperson said the assailant was taken into custody after the break-in and that a motive was under investigation. Ms. Pelosi was not in San Francisco at the time of this incident. Mr. Pelosi was taken to the hospital where he's receiving excellent medical care and ex is expected to make a full recovery. The speaker and her family are grateful to the first responders and medical professionals involved and request privacy at this time. Unidentified sources told the Associated Press... Paul Pelosi was severely beaten, suffered blunt force injuries in the attack. Additional information about his injuries not immediately available. This couple, they've been married since 1963. They have five children, nine grandchildren, and I would just say we wish Mr. Pelosi the best in his recovery. Bizarre, absolutely bizarre story. Coming up, we're going to talk about the ongoing effects of this economy. The economic news yesterday aside, where are Americans really? Where are you right now financially? Elon Musk starts a new era at Twitter. What is going to be the impact? Already talk about possible boycotts from advertisers. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Over on the text line, this texter saying, my favorite verse from Paul, he's talking about how when I try to do good, evil is always present. Chris out of Shelby, with that ongoing struggle, right? Vince, I guess we all need to start evaluating our lives on whether Jesus is simply baked into the cake or if Jesus is the cake. I'm having to reevaluate my own life in that matter this political season is definitely not helping in that cause if you know what i mean jeff i do <laughs> i do know what you mean which is why i continue to analyze this my goodness several stories i want to touch on in the time we have left one of them 
I want to touch on the story in the upstate. This story is absolutely bizarre. Remember we told you about the woman who lost her arms, both of her arms, in a vicious dog attack several months ago in the upstate? She's now been arrested, accused of drug trafficking. This is crazy. This woman was attacked by three dogs. There's been so much community support for this woman. Kyleen Waltman of Honeyopath, charged with trafficking methamphetamine, over 10 grams and less than 10 grams, less than 28 grams. State newspaper of Columbia reporting on this. She was a passenger in a vehicle that was pulled over for a routine traffic stop in Abbeville County. She was sitting in the front passenger seat. The driver of the vehicle was not arrested. Authorities say in the search of the vehicle, a purse belonging to Waltman was found on the floorboard to contain 8.3 grams of meth. Waltman also admitted she had two bags of the narcotic in her pocket. Those bags held approximately 5.9 grams of meth, while the other had 1.3 grams. Another passenger was arrested after allegedly telling deputies he had meth in his pocket. You probably remember it was back in March when Waltman had both of her arms amputated. She was attacked by three dogs. Ah, my goodness. She suffered critical injuries. In addition to the amputation, she had skin grafts, her colon removed. You know, she had surgery. And her family was saying there was not insurance to cover the cost of this. The GoFundMe campaign raised more than $310,000. Sad story. Just bizarre turn in this particular event. But I thought you ought to know. Here's what's going on with many households. Is, is, that, is this happening with you? Market Watch reporting living paycheck to paycheck has become the norm. Inflation taking its toll on American finances. Emergency funds running dry. The share of workers living paycheck to paycheck has surged among middle to high income earners. Did you hear that? Middle to high. 63 and 49% respectively. Up from 57 and 38 a year ago survey of 4,000 workers overall 65 percent of employed consumers living paycheck to paycheck up from 60 percent a year ago meanwhile the personal savings rate savings as a percentage of disposable income fell to 3.3 percent in the third quarter not good at all ladies and gentlemen Personal savings hit $629 billion in the second quarter of 2022, down from $1.41 trillion in the second quarter of 2019. Pretty ugly. Millions of Americans face rising prices on essential goods and services, food, rent, savings drying up. What is your situation at home right now? How have you been affected by this particular economy? By now, you probably know Elon Musk has control of Twitter. 
closed on the deal today. It's all his, for better or for worse. I love the UK Daily Mail's version of the story. Elon Musk to welcome Trump back onto Twitter as he reverses lifetime bans, takes the helm as CEO, and tweets the bird is freed after firing executives, including Parag Agrawal. Boy, this has got to be a great day for him. You know, I'd love to get fired under these circumstances. He's walking away with $42 million. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Great deal if you can get it, huh? Elon Musk formally taking control of Twitter yesterday, making a high-profile visit to the San Francisco headquarters the day before, and tweeting, the bird is freed. $44 billion takeover. He fired the CEO, chief financial officer, general counsel, and head of legal policy, trust, and safety. Musk himself taking on the role of CEO. This could be an interim role for him. He's publicly criticized the leadership team and challenged them over their policies, in particular regarding censorship. Many of the five were escorted from the building last night. Escorted from the building. Imagine that. I told you, Agrawal walking away with $42 million. Ex-CFO. The ex-CFO of this organization walking away with $25.4 million after getting fired. <laughs> He's set to hold a company-wide town hall meeting sometime today. The next move, restoring users who've been handed lifetime bans, including U.S. President Donald Trump. To be honest with you, I don't care about that. I'll be glad to see Babylon B back. I think they've been out for a while. I think they... Who's that person in Biden's cabinet? They did a parody post referring to this transgender person as being man of the woman of the year, man of the year or something. It's, it's satire, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and, and these folks... Just have no sense of humor. None whatsoever. Business Insider reporting. Elon Musk's takeover means Donald Trump could now return to Twitter. Some advertisers are planning to pause their spending if that happens. Planning a boycott if Donald Trump is allowed back. <laughs> These folks just crack me up. I mean, get a life. Get a freaking life. It's really not that serious, ladies and gentlemen. But apparently to a lot of people it is. <laughs> Love to get your thoughts on things we have discussed thus far. Stay with us. Back of the Vince Coakley radio program. Let's go out to the sprawling metropolis of Rock Hill. And Mark, good morning, Mark. How are you? Uh, good morning, Vince. Um, and um, this is a great Friday. As I uh, said, I agree with you. Um, walking into Christian bookstores today, whether 
franchise or mom and pops, I ran into um, godly ownership teams in one of each. And I stick to the markdown shelves and I check the reference section. And otherwise, there's very little, very little of that appetite that... Uh, yeah, if I need a replacement a replacement Bible or something, I'll probably bite my tongue. But that's not the reason why I called. I wanted to talk about the civic engagement and the our discipleship in our in churches, regardless of denomination, on on compromise. We ought to understand and have remind and have our leadership teams, lay leadership teams, explain to congregants and their and their peers that moral compromise is. Uh, is different than preached from the pulpit than compromise in the legislative process. More notably, noticed by the God, by the skilled and godly late negotiators Steve Largent in the House and Mark Hatfield in the Senate. I've heard this thought 37 years ago in a uh, college student, leader, denominational college student. Um, Reckon that was uh, the French uh, Parachurch Organization Summer Leadership Conference. It's not original with me. I've embellished the thoughts of one author or commentator at the time, a Michael McKenna. That's um, uh, capital M, lowercase C, capital K, E double N A. And I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but. the retired pastor was getting his um, MDiv from Gordon Conwell Proper in Massachusetts, and he presented one of his papers at this conference. So you're talking about the importance of people recognizing the difference between it's one thing to to compromise on your spiritual ideas, your values, but when you're dealing with political stuff, government, uh, it, it's a totally different animal. And and I and I think, you know, you raise a very important point. Uh, very very much appreciate your call there, Mark, because uh, there there is a danger, and and I I think we all have to be on the lookout for this. In I would just say, if you think you're beyond the possibility of developing a totalitarian mindset, you need to take another look, because I do think. Um, this is a dangerous thing. I think we have to all be uh, do some self-examination. We've talked about the fact that early voting is already underway in both Carolinas. I remind you again, if you've not already, go out and vote. It's become increasingly clear. We share with you a number of polls this week just indicating where this particular election appears to be going. And it seems to be shifting in favor of Republicans. Breitbart has an interesting story how the RNC is making a record investment in all 50 states and six territories with the idea of expanding the map. I think this started out, and certainly a few weeks ago there were indications that the abortion issue may have given the Democrat Party a little bit of traction may have given them somewhat of an advantage. But now it looks like this is all evaporating and the map is shifting toward Republicans across the board to the point where 
they're going to have to defend places like Oregon. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. And frankly, I like to see the Democrats on defense. The RNC telling Breitbart News it was able to invest more money into all of the state parties across the country and U.S. territories than in any other midterm cycle in order to expand the map as much as possible. Less than two weeks before the election, the committee was able to raise $296.8 million cycle to date. And this is for all 50 states and the six territory parties. Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, American Samoa, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands. The goal is to get Republicans elected. Can I just parenthetically remind you, too, I am not an apologist for the Republican Party. I think I've made that very clear. Right now, it stands as really the only thing, the only apparatus to stop the march towards socialism that the Democrat Party is delivering. That's the major reason why I'm encouraged to see the shift that is taking place here before the elections coming up on November 8th. I'm encouraged by this. Now, this does not mean, as you well know, (laughs) it's not going to be rah-rah. Because if indeed the Republicans win... I'm going to be all over Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Frankly, my voice between now and January, if Republicans do indeed win, my voice will be urging those people who are elected, please do not elect these people as leaders of your party. But sadly, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. Because Mitch McConnell is essentially buying support. This is what these folks do. This is how they get their positions. This is how they keep them. They go out and campaign for them. So they feel, basically, the candidates, when they win, and the people who are helped to stay in office, they feel a debt of gratitude to the leadership. So they keep supporting them over and over again. Jeff raises a very good question. If we take over enough governorships, do you think we finally have the convention of states with this runaway federal government dealing with? Jeff, I can only hope. But I think this issue of even convention of states and things of that magnitude have largely passed from consideration. Maybe we can help put it back out there. Stay with us, folks. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 